tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Hello there, After Buzzers. My name is John Manganello, and I am here to talk, of course, about the most intense episode of the season for American Crime. I am so excited to get going. First of all, I want to introduce my beautiful panel with me. By the way, you can find me at Johnny Mangs on Instagram and Twitter. Hello, everyone. My name is Lindsay Douglas. You can follow me at Doug Ventures on Instagram and Twitter. Hi guys, I'm Erica Renee Davis, and you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Erica Renee D. What's going on guys? I'm Nicholas Grava, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nicholas Grava. Now, for those of you who have joined us in previous weeks, you obviously know something different at the table. We have Erica Renee Davis here. She just introduced herself, and Hi. we are so excited about Hi. that. Yeah, Welcome yeah. to the panel. Yeah. Oh my god, who knew we had sound effects? Round of applause. We have an audience? Yeah. <laughs> we do. Look at that beautiful audience out there. I'm, I'm very excited to be on the panel, BTW. I was on Allegiance before this, and I'm very, very excited to be you on like in the show? Love the show. Completely my new obsession, hands down, amazing, smart in every single way. So, Well, great. We're very, very happy to have you here. Mm -hmm. And we hope that the discussion only gets better mm -hmm. because of you. We yes. have rounded out the panel and we're really excited mm -hmm. about it. Okay, so we have a lot to talk about for yeah. this episode, episode four. Oh my gosh, you guys. I was on the edge of my seat the whole I, yeah, time. Yeah, the most dramatic episodes thus yeah. far in the in the four episodes. <laughs> we'll yeah. break it down for you guys, but I just love the fight between Barb and um, Gwen's parents. Mm -hmm. and, oh man, I just thought it was wonderful. I, I think Barb's, um, Barb and Russ and Tom and Eve, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think their contention is... It's, it's so authentic. Like you really feel like you're you're watching a real, I guess, next door neighbor type yeah. feud. Um, it, it feels so intimate and serious, and yeah, it's. I, I like them. I mean, it's conflict, obviously, but right. totally. it's it's very good conflict. Yeah. We have very a lot real. to talk about, and like I said, we're going to break it down. But before we do that, I want to make sure you guys are joining in on the conversation. Make sure you tweet to us at uh, hashtag ABTV American Crime. That's how we will see your tweets. And I am on Twitter right now looking up your tweets. He's um, live, live Twittering. Yeah, and actually, <laughs> we already have some tweets going on. So really? Yeah, I know. What is this? We're at an earlier hour now. Oh. So. Oh, we are. It's earlier. The oh, kids yeah. aren't asleep. Okay. <laughs> they you know are not. I mean? Makes sense. Uh, also, you can find us uh, on iTunes and at our YouTube channel, and we would love for you guys to comment on our YouTube page. Really, all week I read the YouTube comments, and it's wonderful because it helps with our discussion when we come here on Thursday nights. We really do use you guys. Um, we use you guys. <laughs> we use you guys, and then we leave you. But you do. You. You, always, you always bring the comments in, and I think that's great. And I love how you like remind us all to make sure we are listening, because we, we do love to hear from you. Yeah, we do. Yeah. All right, so guys, we better jump right yes. in. Yes. Let's talk about Barb and Russ. 
Us yeah. and Tom and Eve, the parents, sort of the older people Ooh, on this did show. Did you guys what a fight. <laughs> love that scene when they were all sitting together, sitting down with their lawyer mm-hmm. in their mm-hmm. favorite scene so far? So much tension, and I noticed how it was like the two sides were facing <gasps> I was, opposite. I wrote that mm-hmm. down. Yeah. Yeah. On the table. And like, Russ was you know? on the other side oh, of the Russ table. Russ was on the other side. He was. Yeah, and they were freaking out because they found out that Carter got uh, was going to get yes. off on bail. Mm-hmm. So many... I, it was just like a culmination of everything just exploded. And it's, yeah, I, I right. just, Tom, for one, just went at it. And he just had no filter and just even like about his own daughter, mm-hmm. which I found kind of surprising. Which, but I can appreciate Tom, I guess, kind of going in on Gwen because most parents, I would like to say that most parents stick up for their children no matter what, mm-hmm. um, as is Barb for, um, for Matt. But I appreciate that Tom is being realistic and calling Gwen to the carpet for her, if you will, for her mess. Mm-hmm. A lot of parents don't do a lot of parents don't want to take yeah. responsibility for their children's indiscretions. Uh, Barb is yeah. a great example of yeah. that. I mean, she's so blind. She's, mm-hmm. I mean, she even is. when she's telling that story, when she first picks up her son, and she's saying, oh, you know, but he enlisted, you know, right after 9-11. Right. And she's telling it to somebody that would know the truth. <laughs> and he, he calls her out on yeah, it. Yeah, that was a curveball. Yes. I did not see that Me coming. Either. I was like, what, Mark? Because Mark was kind of quiet the entire time, and then threw yeah. that in there. I was like, what? Are yeah. you, really? So we sort of jumped ahead in the episode, but it does yeah. go hand in I hand bet. with what we were talking about. Mark at the very end of the episode is talking to Tom, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Saying, listen, my mom wants to act like our uh, my brother and her son was a saint, but he was doing drugs long before he enlisted in the army, long before 9-11. That's the mm-hmm. reason he was forced to enlist mm-hmm. in the army. Yeah. Although yeah. Barb tells a very different story. Of course. And I wonder if, if Mark divulges that to Tom because maybe Mark and Matt had some differences, some sibling rivalry perhaps, mm. or if he's doing that just because he's a, a man in uniform, he believes in the honor code and he wants everyone to have, um, I guess, a fair um, perspective on what's going on. That's a great point. I, yeah, that's I, really, that's I think it's the point. latter one because even when he's sitting down, he says, I want to be of use to you. He said, mm-hmm. he literally yeah. said that because he's the only one that we can use yeah. to find out the truth in this scenario to see between Barb and Russ I don't ever know who has has another intention and who's lying and who's not but he seems I trust him he mm-hmm. seems That's very my different first. Yeah. I, I do too he might be the one character on the show and maybe this is because we don't know him quite um, well enough yet yeah. where I'm like okay I actually think you might be the most level-headed mm-hmm. one yeah because I don't see him having a different intent like any other intention so I trust what he's saying. Yeah. The other people, I don't know what they're trying to prove, what Barb's trying to prove. So I don't get, I don't, I always take their stuff with the You know what salt. I found interesting about Mark, though, was how he addresses his father as Russ. He does call him Russ. Yeah. I noticed that right away. Well, and I was he like, he doesn't respect wow. him, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. You can just see it was like kind of zero respect. He's kind of like, I kind of am almost above you, mm-hmm. you know, and it's maybe because of all the hurt that's been mentioned the entire time for the previous episodes from his past, oh, you yeah. know? Um, also, I thought it was interesting while we're on the uh, Barb, Russ, m- you mm-hmm. know, Matt, Mark, Tom, and Eve <laughs> cluster of, of characters. <laughs> I thought it was interesting um, that Tom insisted on reading those interviews yeah. with the people who were yeah. sexually um, But I have to say, daughter, so his daughter. at first I, I was like, I, I, why? Why mm-hmm. would you want to do that? But then when he said, it's better than my imagination mm. and I just need to know the facts, I understand that. In a way, I did think he was going to regret it, as mm-hmm. anyone would as soon. And what they were showing, what we were seeing yeah. glimpses of, is something I'm sure no father expects to read about their <laughs> yeah. daughter. Right. Yeah. Um, unfor- I was going to say, unfortunately for Gwen, unfortunately, unfortunately, however you look at it, she, you know, she had a very active sex life, mm-hmm. a very active extramarital sex life. Um, 
I don't I don't fault Tom for wanting to know. But what I kind of do fault Tom for is for being judgmental. Mm. Um, I mean, everyone makes mistakes. And obviously, with the relationship that he has with his wife and the relationship that apparently he has with his daughter or had with mm-hmm. his daughter is probably a little bit estranged, if you will. So, no, you know, read the files, know what you know, become informed. But I think it's, it's, it's in your best interest to not be judgmental, mm-hmm. just to know, but not I just don't understand how could you could not, not shame her. be judgmental no. though. That's like okay. I mean I well. I try to be. I mean, coming. I'm not a parent, so I don't yeah. know. But reading something that shocking, where obviously he had no idea that his daughter led this life when she's mm-hmm. supposed to be married to the soldier. You know, I mean. But so what? Soldiers be, have it'd be sex. Shocking, <laughs> but not outside of their marriage. Not I don't supposed know. to. You know what? Listen. That's what they, I mean. That, that's what I mean by shocking. Though. But if they have an arrangement and they're both down, like I'm not gonna judge them. But yeah. you're also not her father. You're her father. Ex- I'm not asking. No, your expectation. I think it's expectation yeah. of what he expected. Yeah. Yes. True. Were you guys shocked at the way he spoke about his? He said he literally said, "quote My daughter was a slut." Yeah, and that's awful. And I don't, Eve you was know. like, "How dare yeah. you?" Yeah, yeah. Like, I was, I was happy that she stood up for. Oh, yeah. I am too. I appreciate the mom, the mom's compassion. Of course, she has the compassion because yeah. she and Gwen were sharing these intimate um, secrets about Gwen's life before she went into a coma. So of course she has a different kind of heart for the situation than does her father. But I mean, at the same time, I mean, Tom, your daughter's laying on her deathbed practically. Yeah, well, exactly. This is no time to be slut shaming. Obviously he's shocked. In front of her, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's shocked, he could handle it better, you know, but I mean, that's like a very odd situation in his yeah. char- in that character's defense. <laughs> Nick, sometimes yourself. I look over at you and, and we make eye contact and I think <laughs> I'm about to say the exact same thing <laughs> you are. The same thing, I've already had that a few times. So I'm like, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna let him speak, I wanna hear it. That happened last week as well. Um, no, but what I was going to say is on her deathbed, yes, yeah. but maybe not so much. Maybe not so because much. Because the end of the episode, the gruesome she, might she's not alive. be dead. The gruesome <laughs> tube pull oh. out of the neck hole. Erica, you have any uh, thoughts on that? Yeah. I she have, loved, I have a gruesome. very weak stomach, actually, and I think the older I've gotten, the the weaker my stomach has gotten. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when they were pulling out um, Gwen's ventilator, I I definitely did this number as if, <laughs> as if I could take away what I had seen. Right. Um, right. <laughs> but I, you can't you can't unsee that. So if you haven't seen it yet, listen. Don't Heads see up. it. Heads up. Yeah, but, just listen to our recap. Uh, yeah, just listen. <laughs> it's exactly. not as gory. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, her her heart racing definitely made um added an extra element, and mm-hmm. of course, you said that you. Called it. Did you say you called it her coming? Yeah, I was like, yeah, she's gonna wake a couple up. Episodes a couple, ago. I said that a couple episodes ago. Yeah. It's always dramatic. You always need that person that's gonna wake up from the coma. Yeah. You know? I'm yeah. dying to hear what she has to say yeah. in her perspective. Literally she's dying. been listening to everything. Mm-hmm. And how quickly do people sort of come to after yeah. they've been in a long term uh, I'm not coma sure. Or, I don't know. I guess it depends. It's probably a case by case situation. Yeah. Yes. But, but now I'm wondering, now that she's awake, if she is going to remember anything, mm-hmm. like is she going to remember her parents, and you know how much will she remember? And if she was listening, will she pretend that she doesn't remember things just so she won't have to face? Well, and also think about how much she has to come to terms with when she wakes oh, yeah. up. Right? Oh my goodness! Her husband's dead. Mm-hmm. She's you know not in great physical no. condition. Mm-hmm. She's been found out, if you will. <laughs> yeah, huge that she has quite yeah. the situation to face ahead of her. That's true. Also, what is she going to remember from the actual event? Yeah. That's what I'm really uh, excited to Because she might be able to she say, the, I can tell you exactly he did it, what happened. He didn't, he Start did this, that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I mean, this is a, a preliminary prediction, but what if, what if someone that she was having sex with is one of the people, mm-hmm. you know, one of the drug dealers? I mean, I'm just assuming throwing that out 
out there and what if she's gonna try to protect somebody? I don't I don't know. Like so many different Well that's things. true. Where does her allegiance <laughs> where her allegiance back to our where, <laughs> I knew where you were gonna say it, that? <laughs> yeah, where, I always do. I where does it where does it lie? I mean yeah. the dad said, Tom said it was probably one of those drug mm. the drug people that he was mm-hmm. bringing around. Where do you think you know, she met all these men? Which I don't know that that's the case. Yeah. You know, I think they both did their fair share of bad things, and I don't think one yeah. is related to the other. And to piggyback on that, I want Tom, again, as you're slut shaming your daughter, mm-hmm. to make sure you hold Matt responsible for his indiscretions as oh, well. Yeah. Right. You know, like, let's, let's talk Let's talk about Matt's drug dealing and the yeah, sellable amount of drugs that the, um, the police found in the house. So you, your daughter, and your son-in-law well, were, were both up to no good. So let's make sure we goes, hold both people responsible. Mm-hmm. That just goes right back to the fight. You know, it's like they're trying to be the voice of reason and say, you know, look, like your son wasn't perfect. And she's like, just come, like, has come up with this complete lie and she's just living in it, in her mm. own world. At first, though, I thought that she was protecting him because she wasn't sure. She, mm-hmm. I thought this was the first she was hearing about this. Mm. Now Mark tells us that he's been into drugs his whole life mm-hmm. and that's the reason she signed him up. I had no well, idea. Now I listen yeah, to Barb and I'm you, like, did any of you see that coming? No, no, no. I, I didn't. Because <laughs> she's acting so oblivious. Yeah. She's so good at buying into her fantasy right. that I had no idea. Well, and in the first or second episode, Barb was having those sort of flashback, quick staccato like shots of mm-hmm. um, Matt as this soldier with his mm-hmm. beautiful wife. And in oh, Barb's yeah. mind, I think I think Barb has deluded herself enough to really believe mm-hmm. that there is yeah. an alternative reality here. I mean, she is so guns blazing, sure of herself, and I do believe that she is not in her mind she's not a liar. Yeah. I oh agree. yeah, yeah. I know I, pe- I, I agree. I'm sure, I don't know if you guys, I've come across people in in life that have that about certain mm-hmm. situations where they I know for a fact that they are wrong and they are lying, right. but they really, they believe, really believe it in it. their mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it's very, what they've told themselves to basically possible. not go crazy in a way. Yeah. Have you ever been around somebody who's told a story and you've heard the story a million times and you hear them lying? It's mm. like, no, that was different the time you told <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. The last yeah. time you told it. And you're like, maybe that's it. Maybe I just surround myself around <laughs> compulsive liars. Who are you guys about? Like, <laughs> I know. Now my mom's going to call me and be like, are you talking about me? <laughs> Sorry, mom. No, your friends yeah, are going to be like, what? Exactly. Um, Someone tweeted at us, uh, oh, Saul E. Perez, What's says, up, hey, how you doing? <laughs> um, Barb is, I was going to make a better call Saul joke, and then I stopped myself, but then I, <laughs> never mind, ignore me, people. Um, you just said it and didn't even make it. I know. Uh, Barb is so willing to not see what was found at her son's house, her yeah. possible past, but judges everyone mm-hmm. else for the same thing. And, mm-hmm. and It's a good point, That's Saul. true. That's and, very good in point. In Barb's defense... She well, she claims that Russ has put her through such a tumultuous life. So mm-hmm. I believe that Barb has made up this fictitious reality because she's been so hurt mm-hmm. and scarred. And so I feel that once you get you know hurt so many times and you're disappointed so many yes. times, you create this reality as a defense mechanism oh, or you know a, a false reality, if you will, as a defense mechanism. So like psychologically, yeah. mm-hmm. as you guys pointed out already, she has no idea that she's lying. She's just created this fantasy so that she can yeah. feel safe and so that she can remain safe. Even though all of us know, all you guys out there know, obviously, she's insane. Well, even in the membrane. Yeah, thank you. Insane. And also, Mark says, literally, he says to Tom, look at my family and see us for the freak show that yeah. we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. And I, I want to bring it back to Russ yeah. really fast because I found it so interesting. <laughs> that was my shoe. No, we lost a shoe. <laughs> I found it so interesting that he was a voice of reason and it almost made me pity him because I feel like. He's trying to be reasonable and he's acknowledging his mistakes. He's like, yeah, he even said like, yeah, I was a dealer. I made mistakes, you know, and he's acknowledging it and he's trying to move forward and everyone just 
shoving him to kind of to the side, mm-hmm. especially Barb. She's like, I don't want anything to do with him, you know? But it goes hand in hand with Barb's unwillingness to let people prove themselves. Mm. Okay, so in my mind, I see Barb as someone who sees something happen. Maybe she sees a black person behave one way or a Hispanic person behave another way. And for the rest of time, mm-hmm. that's how, what that's oh, the yeah. action she associates with those people. Yes. Yeah. As a huge group. It's just textbook racism. Yeah. And I think Russ sort of falls into that, like, same trap that Barb has. Like, Russ, I do think, is changing. Mm-hmm. And Barb refuses to allow him yeah. to change in her mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think Russ is more in touch with um, his own shortcomings. Yes. I mean, even in the middle of that that fight scene, in the I call it a fight scene, but the, the argument yeah. in the courtroom in the lawyer's office, Russ out of nowhere says, yes, I was a gambler. First of all, I'm thinking to myself, dude, we're, we aren't even talking about you right now. So he just blurts it out. So, yes, I feel like Russ is coming to terms with his shortcomings, whereas, again, Barb is living this uh, this fictitious life yeah. where she sees a black person and she's like, okay, he's bad or she's bad. Or she sees a Latino person and he's bad, she's bad. And she just has tunnel vision. Tunnel vision and no other way to see anything except for her negative perspective Yeah, on life. she's closed-minded on Very that. closed-minded. I agree. Um, do you guys want to talk any more about Barb, Russ, Tom, or Eve? I have a quick Yeah, I, I want to put a question up for you yeah. guys. So with Barb, one thing I do struggle with is what is the line, or not with Barb, the whole family. What is the line between being loyal to your family and, and, you know, and fighting for them till the end, until you are sure, until you are confident? Because I come from, like, a really strong Italian mm-hmm. Boston family, and we do. We will fight for each other till the yeah. end. We stick up for each other. And I think at some point, Mark is just walking into the situation. I appreciate his honesty. Mm-hmm. But do you think there should be a level of loyalty or respect towards his brother, even though everything that's happened, for him to figure it out first before he just starts? Go- I think I, I think there should be. But I also think that there may have been also a past history with them. Okay. Otherwise, I don't think he would have said everything mm-hmm. he did to Tom. Yeah. Also, you know? I don't Because it's, it's like, it's sorry. his dead brother. There, he should mm, be that's loyal what I'm to saying. him, you know? And Even the facts you know, it's your you dead know, brother. Exactly. Yeah, Which, it's true know. that it's true. But also, he, I think he knows there is more going on to this, yeah. to, uh, in this whole situation. It's not just his brother. There's a lot of people whose lives are at stake. And I think he wants to be as honest as possible, even mm. if that means maybe going against, going against his brother his, or yeah, his, his the image of his brother mm. that and has I, been concocted by his mother. And I think also it's contingent upon how close you are. My, my sister and I are hella close. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine ever betraying her honor, dead or alive. Yeah. However, in this kind of situation, you know, if we, if we weren't close, if we weren't close friends or best friends or whatever, I might take a mark stance. I mean, just if I thought that it was going to help the situation mm-hmm. and help resolve and help people uh-huh. to be more amicable, yeah, I I might take I might take mark stance. But yeah, it depends on how close you were. My sister and I are best friends. I would never I would never sell you out, sister. Same here. <laughs> ever, ever, ever. But my sister also is not a drug dealer. Same <laughs> so, here. Well, you know. Yeah. yeah. Wow. There's so much going on with these two couples mm-hmm. and their kids. Um, so I'm glad we talked that all out. But I do want to move on to uh, Tony, Tony yes. and Alonzo and that um, group uh, grouping of yeah. characters. Um, it seems that in this episode, Tony gets out of juvie, mm-hmm. um, which I was happy about because I still don't think that he is. I don't think he knew what he was doing, and maybe that's just me being naive. No, I don't think he did either. No. To the to the extent of this man is going yeah. to be an accomplice to a murder. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Did not. he think he was doing something illegal? Probably. Yeah. 
I don't yeah. think he's oblivious to that, but I think that Tony this is I'm not I could be completely off, but I think that he there's a part of him that liked the thrill of being in juvie and mm. he was like mm. loving that other Latino guy yeah. and his stories yeah. and he was kind of like he's getting all this info and learning about like more about Mexican gangs and things like that. So I don't think we're gonna see the end of his Absolutely. naughty streak. I definitely see that continuing. Tony episode one, <laughs> mm-hmm. Tony this episode. <laughs> Two different Tonys. Changed person. He, he's yeah. he's grown up quite uh, tremendously yes. in jail. Like he he's becoming. I don't want to say a man because not that going to jail makes you a man, but I guess if you're a 16 year old who hasn't really been exposed to the world yeah. the way um, he's been sheltered, yeah. he's he's becoming. I, I guess more. He's getting more street cred. If, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I more street cred. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, having somebody that will can talk to him about certain things that he mm-hmm. could never talk to anyone about or indulge mm-hmm. his imagination that he may have never w- went to that side. I think that's very stimulating for him. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's why he's going to... I think he's going to lead down a path that may cross Prove more juvie. destructive. Ooh, more, yeah. I think so. I, I was just yeah. going to say, Ooh. his storyline, if that's if that's it, and if everything's like sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows after this, I'd be shocked. Yeah. yeah. Because it wrapped up too quickly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that's too true. easy, too quickly. Which poses the question I would say is this something that mirrors real life in the fact of people that are going into juvie for a slight mix up, do they come out even more, even worse, or willing yeah. to do worse things? I don't is that know, as, though. I don't know. I don't know. And maybe it's just the side of me that loves the character of Tony and feels mm-hmm. for him. I do think that that might be a silver lining in this whole mess is that Tony learned his lesson I don't early think. on. I don't think. I'm gonna, I mean, I don't I'm, think it's going to happen. I don't think, I don't think oh, it's going to. That's what I'm saying. You would like it. I would you like want that him to happen. To, yeah. But like I said, I don't think it's going to be oh, okay. all happiness. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think so either. I think if you've been that sheltered and you're exposed to that even for a short amount of time, it, it's hard for you to, to shake that if you don't have someone in your life constantly telling you or someone that you respect yeah, he, to yeah, constantly. He, he it's does have resi- someone constantly telling him his dad is crazy. His dad respect him. Yeah. They mentioned it too, just his resentment and just like yeah. he's just over his dad after mm-hmm. this whole ordeal, you but know? It, it's interesting because just in life, incarceration is hardly ever a single mm-hmm. um, uh, thing. Yeah. It, it hardly yeah. stands on its own. Most people who are in jail, um, once they are released, face homelessness, face other challenges. Um, they're not able to be hired. Mm-hmm. So I would rather have Tony go to juvie now yeah. and learn his lesson and get out and yeah. say, okay, I'm going to change my ways. But. We'll see if that happens. And I just yeah. want to—I want to take this back to like an after-school special type lesson. Just think about how he—he he lent the car um, to who? To Hector, right? Yeah. yeah. That, Hector. that night, and he didn't think anything of it. Like, think about all the things that you did as a teenager that you just didn't think had any consequences. So yeah. we talked about that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. I, yeah. It's a great point. Yeah. I'm glad you. You know, I mean, I, I was just—I was watching and just thinking yeah. all the things that I, I did when I was a teenager. Right. I didn't think really matter. We can all attest to the stupidity. <laughs> so essentially, we all. Could have been in juvie. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. As a teenager, first of all, your brain isn't fully developed. Doctors yeah. will tell you that. At the age of 16, even when you get your license, your your age, it's not fully developed. And you don't think things through mm-hmm. to the point of yeah. now. Now I'm older, I probably think things through too much. I'm an overthinker, <laughs> right. but yeah. you know, you, you're not in that mindset yeah. in high school. Yeah. All right, you guys, let's move on to Aubrey as well as Carter, and then we'll segue into um, Carter's sister. Yes. yes. Leah. 
I, I love Aubrey and Carter. I just want to throw that out there. I really, everyone's looking I at me like you're an idiot. No, no. no. is it the interracial we thing? It. We said it. We've been like all about that. They have, they had their little inspirational, oh, yeah. like interracial couple wall. I was like, that's cool. Well, see, my thing, my love for them is not so much about them being an interracial couple. It's more about just their raw, uninhibited. Like adoration for one another. Said, I mean, yeah. like they—they're they're crackheads and meth heads. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but if that's what it takes to find that kind of love, hey, sign me. Where's the, I'm just kidding. That, I, I, don't yeah. I like. Oh, that's yeah, where we find. Here come the letters. <laughs> oh, I, I see that, and I like—I totally agree. But I also think that they're kind of ignoring their plight. They're like certain plight to the point where it could hurt them. Oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I've just said, and I said this last week. I am shocked that their relationship I really thought it was based off of drugs yeah. and that and that lifestyle <laughs> and to see now when they both got separated that they both just care about each other mm-hmm. and she's you know she's saying I love you he's saying I love you he's wondering <laughs> mm-hmm, if she's going to be in court can they use it what? for the better I want to hear what <laughs> but it's not just love it's, if it was just love they wouldn't have found themselves in this situation this is true and they're not just going to well, what, is, what else gonna, is it? Demons. It's the drugs. It's the addiction. Yeah, the, it's it's addiction. addictive behavior, right? Okay. They're not just, yeah, first of all, yeah, I think they're in love and that's all yeah. fine and well. But they're also addicted to the love. They're addicted mm-hmm. to drugs. They're addicted to the love. Like, it, I don't, I'm not like, wow, bad kids. But, you know, <laughs> what was that voice I just made? Wow, <laughs> <laughs> bad kids. Ah. But it, it was all, it's, it's not good. It's yeah. not all good. It, the love is not oh, all good. Oh, sure. I, it's not, yeah. I think that's a great point. They found love even, in a like, hopeless place. place. They found love they in that. They, they literally did. hopeless. Literally hopeless <laughs> place. Um, can we talk about what? the lovely Regina King? Mm-hmm. And first of all, I just think she's an incredible she, actress. Yeah, she's um, very good. But let's talk about her character on the show and what's going on with that. Because she came in in full she, force. Yeah, mm-hmm. she came in on fire. Just like, hey, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, this is what's going on. And she cares for her brother, which mm-hmm. I admire. And I think that's great. Yep. You so, know? Sorry, I'm No, that's okay. Go ahead. Continue. But Aaliyah gets, just so we catch everybody up, Aaliyah gets some defense for Carter. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote down the name of um, Timothy, right? The lawyer I think Timothy? Brother yeah. Timothy. Brother Timothy. Brother Timothy, Timothy. Brother Timothy to the rescue. Brother Timothy. Brother Timothy to the rescue. Thank you, Brother Timothy. Um, and he meets Carter and, mm-hmm. and tells Carter that the gun and the bullets don't match up. So it, it, they don't and think the it was Carter's gun. And the DNA doesn't match up either mm-hmm. for the rape. And, but, mm-hmm. but Carter is not thrilled with this guy. Because I think, to me, it's because he represents this, you know, Muslim religion. Yeah. That he does he represents not want a lifestyle that Carter's pretty much opposed and says him. that he does not want any part of. And I think he knows that with this help mm-hmm. comes, con- as she says, conditions, conditions. not yeah. negotiation, conditions. conditions. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. But even with those conditions, as we saw in the preview for the next episode, mm-hmm. apparently he either took the conditions mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. he just, you know, acquiesced yeah. enough to get out on bail. Because, yeah. and, and that's interesting too, because. If he he's so opposed to Allah and God and you know living a pure life, but yet he was like, okay, hundred thousand dollars bill, I'm going to do yeah, what I got to yeah. do to get out of here. So he's he's probably experiencing a lot of inner conflict because because he acquiesced to his sister to get out on bail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I find that both Carter and Aubrey, it's so interesting how they both are have these opportunities, yeah. if you will, to choose like. A better life and yeah. people want to help them which you don't always find but with addicts and things like that and they want nothing to do with it it doesn't come without a catch the catch yeah, for Aubrey right. is she has to get clean the catch mm-hmm. for um, Carter is that he has to get rid of Aubrey mm-hmm. um, that's what Aaliyah said yeah, yeah. yeah. she said absolutely he, no first more. of all no he's not gonna mm-hmm. do that not, gonna do not that. not based off of what we know from them so far but also um, 
I do think because we saw the preview for the next episode. Obviously, he does say yes mm-hmm. in some capacity. Yeah. But I think he's going to pull an Aubrey and say, "Yeah, I'll uh, I'll take the help and then sneak <laughs> behind everybody's back and when then go do Aubrey. drugs behind her yeah. Yeah. meeting yeah. or like in the AA yeah. meeting. <laughs> yeah, actually buying drugs. Yeah, during the meeting was it an Sad. AA meeting or what do we call yeah, it if I, it's like a drug? No, I think it's, it's yeah. all. Is it all AA? I don't, know. I don't know. I'm not sure. Somebody, somebody out there tell it us. Yeah, the same yeah. type of format, I would guess. Yeah. Um, um, so there's a lot going on with these three characters, and I'm really excited to see what happens with Leah because yeah. she right now is one of the is a wild card for me. Yeah, she she is. I, I appreciate Aaliyah's strength and determination, but also I'm curious to see what Aaliyah's backstory is because when she was giving her her sermon, oh yes, I've heard good. good you know, yeah, she was giving that, that sermon and she talked about I was there and talked about being obsessed with material things yeah. and you know wanting more. And so so basically, she gave us a glimpse into how she knows about a, a lesser life. Right. And so mm-hmm. I want to know more about maybe her life and Carter's family life that mm-hmm. led her to mm-hmm. this life of spirituality and, um, and of enlightenment. She keeps saying to him, you, I know, mm-hmm. I know what you're going, I know where you're at. So mm-hmm. I, that's what makes me really interested to see well, what, what was she, she dealing really with know? Was she also an addict? Perhaps. Possibly. Yeah. Well, something happened in her life that made her switch over to this um, new religious person that she has mm-hmm. become. But I'm, yeah, I, I don't think we heard anything about what, what you, that was. What do you guys think? So even the first scene starts out at the at the church mm-hmm. where they're there, where she, and then she's preaching later on in the episode. What were your thoughts and opinions on that on those scenes? Because I thought those were two really powerful scenes, oh, like really informative scenes. Yeah. yeah. Well, the last scene when she's talking about um, them. She kept referring to yes. they. they. I would, yeah, I was going to ask you guys, and what do you think that means? I wrote in my notes here, first of all, what I love about this show is that nobody is a hero, nobody mm-hmm. is a villain. I wrote in my notes, Regina racist too, because I <laughs> do believe that, that yeah. she is prejudiced in her own way. Mm, yeah. And I think, obviously, to a much lesser degree than characters like Barb or um, Tom and Eve. But I do think that, like, for example, when she's meeting with... Um, when she's having that meeting and 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 the guy says, uh, shoot, sorry, I just want to make sure I get the name because I wrote Soden, it down. Sodenberg. Sodenberg. Mm-hmm. That Sodenberg is going to be the lawyer of uh-huh. Carter. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yes. She said, what kind of name is that? Yeah, she... Because yeah. we know what that means. Ooh. He's a white dude. Yeah, he's a white guy. Probably a Jewish guy. Was so she... there's prejudices on both sides. Yeah, I'm not absolutely. saying they're equivalent because I don't think they are equivalent. Right. But they exist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And her, her speeches, as you said, Nick, at the beginning and I guess at the end of the episode, were both very powerful. And yeah, they, I, I think she was referring to they as implicitly was the, non... the white man. Was it white yeah. man or was yeah. it like non-believers well, in general? Well, see, I took it as the white man. I took it as the white I, man, I, I too. I kind of did too, but I wasn't sure if... Yeah. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that that she and her fo- well, I can't say her followers, but people within her community um, look at the white man as the enemy yeah. when, it, when, you know, when it comes to getting ju- yeah. justice. And, um, and based on some of her comments yeah, from I mean, the previous episode as well. And it's not we can even, concur. It's, it's, sh- Listen, I think that Barb and um, Aaliyah are these two powerful, strong female characters, mm-hmm. and one's on one side, one's on the other, and I think mm. they're going to be each other's foils. Oh, absolutely. Mm. And I think they both have reason to believe these things they believe, mm-hmm. because Barb, you know, had to oh, raise, yeah. sons, raise her two sons in um, non-ideal circumstances. Public housing. In public housing. <laughs> yeah. And Regina has seen, or excuse me, Aaliyah has oh, yeah. seen... Um, has seen the white man sell her black brother the drugs mm. and given and, and and then 
his white drug addict girlfriend. Yeah, and, and then she sees him incarcerated. Yeah, she sees the barricade. Yeah, barricade is what she says. So I get it. There's reason to be angry. Yeah, mm. I think everybody needs to proceed with a little bit more caution. Maybe you know, I go ahead. Sorry, I was just gonna say it's it's really hard though when you when you're in that situation and you're so emotionally invested. Of course, you know, I mean, so yeah, I mean, it, in a in a perfect world when we get in arguments when we disagree, proceed with caution. Yeah. you know, keep pump the brakes on your easy, emotion. Easy <laughs> for me. <laughs> But you know, Lee is my brother is in jail. He might go away, you know, for life for for murder. Mm-hmm. And Barb, my son is dead. Her killer, you know, was just let out on bail. Everyone, everyone's emotions are all all over the place. No one has their emotions in check. So. Perfect world, yeah, but in this situation, everyone's out for blood. You know what, and, and even in this situation, what I find as is, is it a problem, or even if one person in this situation decided to act the way you're talking, I don't think they would get a response or an outcome that would be in their favor. Mm. I think sadly, sometimes they all need to act this way because of the unique situation they're in, which I don't think is right, but I do think that in a way, either side if one of them was just going to throw their hands up and let the and let it just kind of progress or be mm-hmm. a little bit less aggressive i think that the other side would sort of take control mm-hmm. of I it. Agree. Yeah. So it's, you know, what? how do you treat it, right? How do you? I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not it's sure a tough call. M- maybe and Mark is going to be that that voice of reason. Could be. He, I thought he was a voice yeah. of reason in this episode, yeah. and maybe that will continue. The one moment in this episode that I thought was especially juicy and delicious that really sticks out with me <laughs> is at the very end when Barb goes up to Regina and um, mm. her friends and says, I, you go to hell. Mm-hmm. How dare you laugh right mm-hmm. now and yeah. giggle and oh. say, and then she says something about them having the wraps on their hair to right. Yeah. right? Now oh, listen. Yeah. Oh, did she <laughs> yeah. say that? Too? She did. She okay. said, "Stand there in their scars." It's, it's oh, like, yeah. excuse me, yeah. Barb. Yeah. But um, I understand. <laughs> Again, just being clear of where she, where her oh, mind where... is, and what her views are. Right. Yeah. But but scarves and you know dress aside, I do understand Barb's frustration in that moment. Mm-hmm. I thought it was actually a, a little inappropriate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's inappropriate when you know sometimes when we are even talking about the show, I catch myself making jokes and talking in funny voices, and I say maybe I should deal with this with a little bit more respect. And I'm just talking about a TV show mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. They're it's in not even, this world. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, and she's also a mother, you know, so mm. I mean, I'm not like excusing her actions, but obviously she has like a maternal instinct right. and she's just in this crazy situation and then, yeah, to like walk by the opposite party and then laughing like that. That'd be offensive, obviously, to And she to was anyone, aware you know? right after it happened. Yeah, she, I mean, she, she got guys. herself in check and she understood, yeah, like, exa- I just acted true. out. I shouldn't have. She I took made responsibility. Worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, still, she is just so racist. She is so <laughs> racist. She Everything is. that she comes is. out of her mouth, I'm like, dude, stop. Like, yeah. you're making yourself look bad. But to your point, though, about it, you know, being a television show and mm-hmm. wanting to be sensitive, even though it's just a television show, it, it's, it's touching on so many issues that are real life. I mean, American yeah. crime. And, of course, the, the objective was to look at it from everyone's different perspective. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, Barb is this staunch racist, but... You know that's real life. Like, you mean, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, so let's not water it down. <laughs> you know, let's so tell it how it is. I mean, I'm, I'm not justifying it, but the, the way that she ran over to Leah and her her crew or her friends at the the end of the episode, I think that that was a very authentic, genuine reaction to from someone who thinks the way that she thinks. So mm-hmm. I appreciate you wanting to be more, you know, to be more sensitive because even though it is a television show, these are real issues that we're dealing with on a daily mm-hmm. basis. So um, let's jump now to Hector. 
and talk about what's going Another on. gruesome oh, scene geez. that took us all by surprise. So at the beginning of the episode, he we find out he's not stealing those pills. He's not stealing the drugs that his fellow inmate uh, wanted him to. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, yeah, good for you. You're trying to better yourself. I was going to say that, but I'm like, you know, I understand good for you in the grand scheme of things, uh-huh. but I also understand what it would mean in that situation. And it's like, you gotta do what you gotta to get do. yourself into <laughs> you a lot steal those drugs. of trouble. Yeah. To get especially, in a lot of especially trouble. like if you're involved in a gang that has members inside and they know you want to get out, isn't it hard to get out of a gang once you're inside one? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. That's I, probably I, not the wisest decision to make right. inside the jail. Yeah, I, I was very shocked. I, I don't have a lot of experience. I know, yeah. I was gonna say, who are you asking? <laughs> With gang activity. <laughs> from the, but, I know, I don't know. But from what I, I mean, understand. From the things that we see. Yeah. Adventures, what are these ventures? Oh my. <laughs> yeah, Doug No, ventures. I know what you mean. I you know, know what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was not the smartest no, you're, you're decision. Right. From what I've heard, it is. Yeah, from what I've heard in my limited view of things, so. <laughs> no, that's a good question, though. I think I think it is from yeah. what I know. From yeah, for, again, it, like don't take my word for it, stone. But. It, it wasn't this. I think just deductive reasoning. We can all assume that it's, yeah. it's, <laughs> it, it's ignorant to yeah. to try to disassociate yourself with a gang, really ever. Mm-hmm. But especially mm-hmm. when you're incarcerated, where it, you, yeah. you you don't have protection, you can't, you can't, you can't, you literally cannot get out. Yeah. So <laughs> Hector yeah. should have been. I think he should have been smarter. And so I wonder what his motivation was for trying to get out knowing the consequences mm-hmm. because Hector seems like a pretty shady character. He's he been knows in, the deal. He, know, he knows the Absolutely. rules of you know being in jail and being out oh, of jail, yeah. being on the streets. So the fact that he decided to not steal the drugs or the medicine or whatever and the fact that he decided to disassociate himself and make it and be vocal about it makes me wonder what his ulterior motive was. Mm-hmm. That is such a good point. Yeah. That's a lot to think about. Though. Is it done? Think is that it? it? The, that the, the the jump that he had basically when he was oh. jumped in there is is it done? Or is that the beginning? Or is it? Just, I don't know how that, that was. Really that was one and done and you're. I don't know how you. I also don't know from what there. was on. What was that? I'm not sure. I don't know, but that was yeah, another. We couldn't decide one of these what moments. that was. It was like acid or a knife. Or was it a knife? It was. I don't. Know. If anybody knows, write write in. Uh, okay, you guys. Always so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. Where you gotta wrap some things up, so I do now want to go to predictions. Does cool. that sound good? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Here we go. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. <laughs> Very good, Mr. After Buzz. Thank you. <laughs> you guys, let's talk about predictions. Oh, gosh. I know. So, so much. Silence. I mean, the, the last 20 seconds that they gave us was flashing so many scenes in front of my face. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? What? Well, I don't even know. Number one, one Gwen thing. offering an entire new view and extra yes. information as to how the murder went down, possibly, mm. if yeah. she remembers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could oh, yeah. affect She's a lot of things. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's going to blow the case wide it open. It is. It's going to It's gonna change a lot of things. Maybe that's part of the reason that Carter even gets out. Mm. You um, know? I poss- Maybe Jenny. possibly she remembers something. Yeah. Uh, Jenny. Yeah. We see Jenny. Jenny I believe Jenny was jumped. Got was jumped. jumped on the street. So... I just think it's going to come again. Like we said, it's going to keep getting wider and mm. wider, and the focus is getting wider and wider. And I think that's what we're going to just see continuously: more people having an opinion and mm. a judgment and going in on this situation. I want to make a prediction about yeah. Mark. I think mm-hmm. we we've looked at Mark this episode as the savior, as the voice of reason, as the um, voice of objectivity. I think that Mark's um, relationship with his brother 
it will color how he tells his story. So even though he might be telling the truth about Mark's drug dealing and selling whatever, yeah. I think his his, perspe- her, his perception is colored by how he feels about Russ and how he feels about yeah. the way that Russ left them and how maybe mm-hmm. he and Mark did or didn't get along. So I don't think Mark is going to end up being the savior that we that he was being portrayed to be this episode. I uh, predict that the media will play a bigger part. Ooh. In the coming episodes, right. I know you we talked about no, yeah. and Nick actually yeah. I think brought that up a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's right. And weird. in a way, that happened. We saw a news reporter in last yeah. week's episode. Yeah. But Nancy talking to <gasps> the, um, the, mm-hmm. to Barb yeah. about here's how you should dress, here's how, oh, how you yeah. should look, here's what the media is going to portray you as. I think that is foreshadowing for what's going to come. Yeah, because she said I was cold because I wore a blue dress, mm-hmm. so the press called me cold. Oh, you guys, so much good stuff yeah. to talk about. Please make sure you tweet at us. Remember, our hashtag is hashtag ABTV, <laughs> American Crime. And, of course, you can message us directly. Yeah. My Instagram and Twitter handle is at Johnny Mangs. And mine is at Doug Ventures. Instagram and Twitter, Erica Renee D. Instagram and Twitter, at Nicholas Graba. Thank you guys so much for watching. We will see you next time for Thank more you. incredible hot Hot topics. Keyword. (laughs) Bye-bye, guys. See you guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz Buzz later. later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.